right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Idle Chat. I am Jonathan Idle. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. This week, I have a very special guest, somebody that I've been trying to get on here since we started this, actually, seven months ago now, believe it or not. Since I've been trying to get him on, but he's a very busy man. Like, every other week, he has a family reunion or something he has to go to. And uh, <laughs> my very good friend uh, from wrestling, a wrestler and manager, Marshall McNeil. How are you, man? I'm good. You know, we got to make this quick because I got to go to my uh, cousin's quinceanera after this and then a couple bar mitzvahs after that. So yeah, I figured. We yeah. got to make this quick. We'll, you know? we'll get it I'm quick. a very That's busy fine. man, busy, important person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm bored, man. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the quarantine is I'm bored, man. But other than that, I'm trying to keep busy and just do stuff. And uh, luckily I have, they have this to do every week. So. Well, it's good to see you because I haven't seen you. Well, I came up here in May. You did your concert out the concert in the porch. Outside, yep. Yeah. Yep. We sang a little duet. Yep. Sonny and Cher, I got you, babe. Yep. yep. I, get, I bet everybody can figure out what part I had to sing. <laughs> <Arr>! Oh. <laughs> we are if you guys hear some weird background noise and wind, we're outside due to COVID. We are recording in the backyard. It is uh ninety three degrees out today, <laughs> but we're luckily in the shade and and you have a nice frosty beer and I have yes, a cocktail and we are we're ready to go. Yeah. Cool, man. This is going to be great. Yeah, I think so, too. So I always thought that you're best with the creaky door. <laughs> There's the background noise we were talking about, How guys. come her cocktail is bigger than yours? Because <laughs> she made them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that your uh, – well, as I said, we, uh, we became friends through professional wrestling. You were my manager for many years and tag team partner for many years as yes. well. Yep. But I – I found your introduction to the wrestling business to be a very interesting story. Would you like to share that? Yeah, absolutely. Great. So uh, it goes back to I uh, met a group of people, a group of guys up in Syracuse, New York, through my cousin. One thing we had in common was we all liked wrestling. Yeah. And my cousin was like, oh, you got to meet these friends of mine, so on and so forth. So <clears throat> all these years later, we're still friends. We all hooked up, and I was going up to visit them one weekend in Syracuse. Yeah. You went to school out there, right? No, 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 no. My oh. cousin did. I thought you went to school out there. No, I went to school around here. I went to Springfield Tech. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ivy League school, Springfield yeah, 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 Tech. Yeah, yeah, So I don't know why I looked it up or how I found out, but I found out that the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame was in Schenectady, New York at the time. Okay. Now, Schenectady is still a good two, two and a half hours away from Syracuse. Right. Right. But I went up there. I said, you guys want to go check this out? We're all fans. We'll go check it out. So we go down there, and we met the uh, president of the Hall of Fame at the time, Tony Villano, yep. who's also on the uh, New York Athletic Commission. He's right. the commissioner for boxing and wrestling in the state of New York. And introduced ourselves, said what we could do. We all had a background in IT. And next thing you know, we're doing their website. We're taking all their pictures. We're doing all their video work. The whole nine yards. Okay. And uh, my, my part in that was I, I didn't design the website, but I updated all its content on a weekly basis. Okay. And we just got to know people through that. One of the people we got to know who was very instrumental in that was uh, Georgie Animal Steel. Yeah. From 80s wrestling for all those older folks out there. <laughs> and George would, uh, he, was, he was an awesome dude. He was really, really an awesome guy. Fun to be around. 
funny, you know. People that worked with him in the WWF at the time didn't have that to say about him. No, <laughs> like I, when he I, was an agent. When he, I guess when he was an agent, he was difficult. Well, sure. Well, I mean, all of manage, management is pricks, right? You know I guess I mean? so, They're yeah. all pricks, right? Are you a manager at work, by the way? No. Oh, God, okay. No. No, I'm, I'm still a prick, <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but George, uh, he, he took a liking to us. We uh, got along great with him. He'd always had, we'd go up and we'd do, you know, when the Hall of Fame was, was closed on certain days, we'd go up and do video work with him or whatever. And for some reason in particular, he took a liking to me, and he would always kind of horse around with me, right? Yeah. So there would be times when I'd just be sitting there, and, and he'd come up and he'd throw a punch, and he'd show, the, you know, what he was doing and all this stuff. And, yeah. And, you know. He's a large one, fella, by the way. Oh, huge. Huge. huge massive. Yeah. Massive. Huge even, man, yeah. even in his – you know, later years he was huge. Oh, yeah. So one of the times he comes up and he, he gets me by the head and he goes, he goes, come over here. I'm going to take your head and you're going to go right into the table. And my head, I, my head goes on. Of course, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? Yeah. My head, I try to do it like I've seen on TV and I fall backwards and onto the floor <laughs> on a hard concrete floor at the Hall of Fame. And there's people there watching us, you know, and laughing and everything like that. And I got up, and George Steele looked at me, and he said, Jesus, that was pretty good. Have you ever thought about getting into the business? And I said right there, I'm like, well, i got to try this. Uh, now that this guy has said that was pretty – I'm like, i got to try this, you know. So still took me a few years, but in that time, I met another gentleman up at the Hall of Fame who uh, some people might know the name, wrestling historian Tom Burke. Yep. And Tom Burke, he lives around in this area. I didn't know that at the time. I had met Tom quite a few times, but I always thought because we were up in New York, I always thought he was from the New York area. Right. right? And one time we were out on doing a uh, a uh, benefit dinner for the Hall of Fame honoring uh, Ted DiBiase okay. on Staten Island. And on the way out, Tom hands me one of his flyers, and it says Springfield, Mass., right on the flyer. And I'm going, oh, God, he li- he's the next town over for me, right? So the next time I saw him, we got to talking, and I asked him, hey, do you know of any wrestling schools in our area? Because up until that point, the only independent wrestling show I had ever seen were the ones up at the Hall of Fame, right. and that was put on by uh, World of Hurt Wrestling up in um, that area, the Schenectady-Albany okay. area, right? And I had reached out to a guy by the name of um, uh, Kenny Casanova, Oh, to see yeah. if I could to see yeah. if I could start training, and we kind of went back and forth, and I just ultimately ultimately I decided, you know, driving two hours mm. may not be the ideal thing for a wrestling. So right. I decided to keep looking around. Met Tom, and Tom said, uh, he said, absolutely, come meet me on this day. There's a guy in Holyoke, Kevin Landry. I'm, I'll bring you over to uh, Kevin and introduce you, and you can get started after that. So Tom brings me over. I, I'm introduced to Kevin. And uh, I started I started my training summer of 2006. Wow! I want to say summer in 2006. Yep. That's how long I've known you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't too long after I started training that I was introduced to you. Right. And that's a funny. So that's a funny story. Yeah. So yeah. I start. I, was about I start. To say. Uh, I start training, and I went in, and I specifically said to Kevin because I didn't think I was going to be any good in the ring, and you know I'm a shorter guy. I'm. Maybe a tad, just a little overweight, you know, just a tad. Aren't we all? A little baby fat. And so I didn't think I was going to be any good in the ring, and I specifically went in and said, I want to get into wrestling as as a manager. 
And uh, Kevin said, that's fine. You still got to go through all the regular training. You got to do the bumps and all this stuff. And da, yeah. da, da, da. So, but he goes, I'm going to introduce you to a guy I know. Matter of fact, he was my manager. And Kevin gets this big grin on his face. He goes, like, like, like I'm going to get all giddy. He goes, you ever hear of Johnny Idol? And I looked at Kevin. I go, nope, can't say that I have. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know him. Nope, nope. Sounds like, sounds like another bundle of joy, though, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm a ray of sunshine. <laughs> you know what? My cocktail didn't last. I'm going to come over and snatch one of your beers really quick. I'm nice. Gonna pa- let me pause this. Yeah. And we're back. All right. It's funny how quick cocktails go down when I'm in your presence. It's oh, strange. Well, you know. That's how uh, that's how we roll here. I guess so, right? This beer's tasting pretty good, though. So yeah, I'm they're have good. To have the hooker brewery is nice. Here. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So they they called me up and had me come down to meet you. I remember that. Yep. And then I, I remember I said to you, I go, I was there. Now I was I wasn't managing anymore. I was wrestling. Yep. And uh and I said it's gonna happen. So <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And you're like I don't know. And I go trust me, you're gonna show up somewhere and they're gonna say, well, you're in this gimmick tag match with the guy you're managing. It's gonna happen. And how how long did that take? It, I mean, I mean it, second third match. I mean, within a few months. You know, I never thought I I didn't want to get into the ring. I didn't think I'd be any good. And John said he he and. How wrong I was, John said. It's going to happen. You're going to get involved in a match somehow. And yep. you know what? It just makes sense because now you look back on it, all of the managers always did because they're the sneaky, yeah, uh, bullshit artists on the on the outside right. that are cheating and doing everything behind the uh, reference. Oh, you back. can't say that, by the way. What's that? Bull cow shit. You can say. Oh, cow no, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, All right, so just bleep it out. Just bleep. Yeah, it out. sure. The cow part. They, but at some point, they got to get their comeuppance yeah and get in the ring i mean all of them did heenan did jimmy hart every one of them you know oh yeah and so uh, how how naive i was to think that i would never be involved in a <laughs> no, i mean in, I, in the ring the only reason i figured that out early is because i went and i saw i was i went to a couple shows before i was you know working and and i saw some managers and and they're working with the names you know the guys that are brought in the guy the former wwf guys being brought in and yep. um yeah and they're all like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I'm like, if I ever get involved, that's not going to be me. Right. You know, so right. it's but, the best. But what was good about, because what was good about that was, you know, and it might be the same for you, I don't know, but there were, there, there is a lot of stuff that I just am not able to do. I can't do all, I can't do any of the flippy shit that you see on TV. I can't. But that was okay because the manager isn't supposed to be doing all of that. Right. The manager is supposed to go in and, you know, maybe give a few punches or thumb in the eye or a kick to the stomach right. or whatever and right. do all the dirty stuff out that, that he can possibly and think. Tag out. Kick, 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 yeah. tag out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In and out, in and out. And uh, the, one of the best quotes, it just reminded me, one of the best quotes that I, that I heard, and Bobby Heenan said it on a shoot interview one time, and, he's, and how true it is. He says, you manage like a wrestler and you wrestle like a manager. Wow! Yeah, you know what I mean. That's so true. It's it's, it's and it, he's right. It's it's. He was so good. He was oh my god. He was brilliant in the ring. Oh my god, he, he was, was one of the best. And people are starting to realize now that he may have been probably the best all around guy in wrestling ever, because he it, could work. Yeah. He could talk. He yeah. could do commentary. Oh, he yeah. could do. It would any be. Of it he it would be really tough to argue against that. Yeah. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. He was he, great. He's one of my he's 
my top two. The other one being um, uh, Ric Flair. I I always loved. Yeah, Ric is great. Flair. Ric's great. I th- I think I think like there are guys that were, as far as their actual just just from bell to bell, I felt like there were guys that were actually better in the ring than Flair. But I feel like total package and the way that he treated the title. Yeah. Is what uh, uh, that, oh, that made him that made him the best? Absolutely. You know absolutely. the way he went around. He would go to every territory, and he would go an hour oh, with yeah. whoever they told him to go with, and that brought up the that brought up the value of the title. Yep. It brought up the it brought up the the promotion, everything. Absolutely. You know, and and he would go an hour with them. Absolutely, you're 100 percent correct. And this is you know while other people without naming any names are going 12 minutes and then flexing for yeah, for yeah. five. Yeah. Right. You know? Exactly. So. Exactly. Bessie, can you do us a favor? Can you pick up all the names off the ground that we dropped? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be, thanks very much. Well, there, there were none that I know personally, yeah. so or, or have met personally for that no, matter. So whatever. Well, I think there are guys like like uh, like as far as like actual in ring work, uh, like Nick Bockwinkle is perhaps oh perhaps the, the you know one of the greatest of all time Ugh. in the top three probably. But uh, but I feel like Ric Flair is the best world uh, champion I, of all time. I, I was a huge I was a huge fan of g- watching it back. You know, I he would I was a little too young. When he in the '80s, when he was still wrestling, that, right. that being Bachwinkle, right? Uh, but watching it back, I'm a huge fan, and I got to uh, I got to meet him at the Hall of Fame too, uh, a few years in a row. He was another like such a really good guy. Didn't I, you have to bring him cufflinks one day or something? No, that was my friend Anthony. So Anthony. one of the guys, one of the guys that I met up in Syracuse, one of the Syracuse guys. Right. Uh, so their names are Anthony Rotolo, Carmen Malagisi, and John uh, Jonathan Hoster. <laughs> Right. Wait, Rotolo and what? Malagisi. Mal- some nice Irish kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then exactly. Hoster. And, ho- and then Hoster. Ah, rim job. Rim job. I hope Hoster listens to this. We've got to tell him to. Yeah, yeah, he's got to <laughs> yeah. listen to this. But, uh, yeah, and actually, um, it kind of came, kind of segue, it kind of came full circle. Now, the uh, you know, the Hall of Fame, the PWHF that was in New York moved down to Texas. Right. And now they've started the IPWHF back up in New York, and Anthony is back on the board. Is the one that. in Texas done? Is it gone? I don't know. There was, from what I understand, there was a lot of issues with the Texas. I I don't know all the details. I know I that. Like Johnny Manta. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm but terrible. it was funny. I, and Johnny, and and yeah, and the Hall of Fame, when it when it moved from New York down to Texas, Johnny Mantel uh, took everything over. Right. And now I, I've just heard that there's been a lot of issues, and so, you know, they started it up uh, back up in New York again. Of course, they can't call it the PWHF because of all the legal, you know, all this stuff. But I, I don't know what's going to happen. They they just started like right before COVID. Right. So they don't really actually have a building yet. They had they the were greatest building in, in New York. They oh, they had, did. Oh, it was awesome. It was the best. It, it was, was such awesome. a cool place. Like it was wasn't that big, but it was like three floors or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, right? yeah, it, it was, was great. So awesome. It was great. Yeah. They had a lot of good stuff in there. But just to go back to yeah. um, Anthony, so he was the one. So I don't I don't know why Tony Villano. I I think this is how it went. Tony had Bachwinkle's cufflinks for whatever weird reason, yeah. right? And he realized that he had it. Yeah. He had it. Had them in his pocket, so he goes, "Oh, I forgot to give these to Bachwinkle. Can I?" He said, "Anthony, can you go up and give these to Bachwinkle?" He goes, "Yeah." So he goes up to the hotel room, knocks on the door, and he had just gotten out of the shower, and Nick Bachwinkle shows up in a towel, and 
Anthony being, <laughs> let's see, what's the word? Uh, very similar to me, we'll say. <laughs> but there's another word. Uh, I can't think of it right okay, now. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Anthony holds out the cufflings in front of him and does like a little curtsy and says, your cufflings, Mr. Bockwinkle. And and Nick Bockwinkle just bows bows him and goes, Thank you very much, and closes the door. Right, and it was just <laughs> just fun, just funny stuff. I, the other one, the other one that I met up there, this was a cool moment for me was Vern Gagne. Yeah, and they they had me drive him around from the hotel to the hall and back, and uh, it was him and um, oh, uh, Len Rossi. I don't know if that name rings. No, Len Len Rossi was like the NWA light heavyweight champion, junior heavyweight champion, whatever they called it. Way, way back. Like, okay. Yeah, it, like, he was really, like, back in the territory days, like, he was a pretty big deal. Like, he was pretty, he, he was pretty, uh, a lot of people talk, talked okay. about him as, like, he was just a great worker, right? So, Vern, so I was driving them around, and then later that night at the at the uh, ceremony, we went around taking pictures, and I took some pictures of Vern uh, with his ring and everything like that, and all the, all the inductees, and... Then we went into the bar for the after party, and we're sitting there, and I, I went up, I got myself a, a beer, and I sat down listening to the band, and Mr. Ganya recognized me from helping him out all this, uh, the whole day, and comes up, and he sits down, he goes, is this seat taken? I said, it's all yours, sit down. Vern Ganya yeah, so he wants to know if he can hang out with you. Yeah, he sits down, and, and he's, tap, he's listening to the music, he's tapping his foot, he goes, this is pretty good music, you like this? I'm like, yeah, I do, this is good. He's like, yeah, I like this. He says, what are you drinking, kid? I'm like, well, just got a Coors Light. He goes, well, pulls out 10 bucks and goes, here, go get us a couple, kid. And I, and I go, yes, sir, no problem. <laughs> and I walk by, and, and all the New York crew are, are there, and they're like, where the hell did he go? And I walked by, and I, and I, just, I looked at him. I go, Vern Gagne is buying me a beer. <laughs> Right, and they go well. Then go get the fucking beer and get back to Vern Gagne. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and you go, out. you. And then yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that night, like I, that night was a cool. We we ended up uh, staying up, closing the bar, and at like two o'clock in the morning, and we're eating Domino's pizza with Vern Gagne, George Steele, and um, uh, Carl Lauer, who was another who was another guy. No. He was yeah, he was like he was like a booker or promoter, I think. Yeah, it was just it was just a lot of fun. It there was a lot of good memories from the Hall of Fame. I mean, we just had just a lot of left. We're at one time we it was the year Piper got inducted and we're at the hall and all these people are kind of wanting, you know, they want an autograph and they want a picture and they're crowding around him and he's just trying to look at all the stuff with with Tony and all the stuff, right? And we had to get him back to the to the hotel so he could get ready for the ceremony that night. So Tony asks us if we could walk him back. Right. And it's it's maybe a couple blocks down the road, the hotel that everyone's staying. We said, yeah. And so we're walking, and he goes, he goes, you know, I really, I really appreciate you guys. You know, if you, uh, if you, when we get there, if you could uh, get me a coke and uh, maybe a couple dancing girls. And I looked at him. I said, I said. <laughs> I said, Mr. Piper, we're in Amsterdam, New York. I'm the closest thing in this town that you'll find to a dancing girl. He goes, that's okay. I'll drink my Coke. You do your thing, and uh, we'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Another beer. Here we go. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you for doing Cheers. this. It's really good to see you. Cheers. Mm -hmm. Anyhow. Anyhow. <laughs> the other great thing of that weekend, I remember we it was during the ceremony. I'm trying to remember what they were talking about. Somebody brought up something Biblical. And, yes. And Billy yes. King goes, 
And then two minutes later, a drunk Billy King had to go back, and he crashed, and he disappeared for the rest of the night until later on, in the, um, I walk into the bar, and he's like, Johnny Idol! I'm like, oh my God, you're alive! <laughs> Billy, <laughs> it's good to see you. That was a good weekend, because that was the first time, like, I used to go up with all the New York guys, but that was the first time that I had, we had a bunch of guys from, like, the New England wrestling yeah, scene right, go up. It was right. me, you, listen to this group, me, you, Zach, Billy, Teddy. Yep. Ended up because he was working. He was working the show up there right. for uh, for two CW. He ended up staying with us, and then we ran into um, adult for, from from chaotic. From, from yeah. chaotic, yeah. I, yeah. Why do they call him adult? Do you have any I, idea? I have no idea. That's a question for Doc. I have no idea. Yeah, his nickname is Adult. It's very strange. Hey, okay. So now let's backtrack a little. Do you remember what your first the first time you met? What your first match was managing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. My very first very first match. It was in Greenfield. Massachusetts. Yep. For Sheldon Goldberg. Okay. And I managed I managed uh, Kevin Landry. Yep. yep. And he was working with Alex from the alumni club. Okay. Who was yeah. A- uh, Alex Cipher. Alex Cipher. Right? Yep, yep. Yep. And his partner at the time, Tony, was was uh, at ringside and yep. came in and and you know right. we did the the thing there. Right. That was my first one. Okay. Now the the funny story about that and I feel bad to it. I feel bad about it to this day but i just i didn't know any better and it was kevin called this spot where you know i i get into the ring and i i get i forgot how it went but i arguing with alex and or tony and the referee is not letting tony comes in and all right helping kevin and whatever and alex is right behind me and he's ready to to hit me you know yeah. just knock me out on my ass and all this stuff well anyhow the problem was, I think Kevin called that spot intentionally, knowing that the main event, which was like right after us, was going to do the same spot with Sean Gorman. Yeah. And yeah. He Tom, uh, Antonio Thomas, and um, uh, DC. Kevin did not care. Right. And so for me, you know, it's my first match. You don't, you're always, you keep your eyes open and your mouth shut. And your ears open and your mouth shut. You right. Know? And you don't, you, you just, yep, that's what we're going to do. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay, fine. And I had no idea what was going on in the main event. And then I just remember that being like, I remember there being like something going on that night, like in whatever the room that Sheldon was using for his office. And right. there was some arguing going back. And then even years later, I, I've, I had heard the story back from a couple different people kind of, kind of say, it, and I was like, they're right. I, I, it's not something you should do. You know, if you're on the same card as uh, so, whatever wrestler, and you use their finisher, whatever, it, you know, and people know that's what it is, and you know that's what it is, and you go ahead and you, it's a douche thing, right? And same with like the managers, right? If you know that the managers are going to be doing this thing, they should be talking to each other in the back. First right, of all, you right. know, saying, "Oh, I'm gonna. What are you? Are you gonna do anything like this? Are you okay?" And and that just didn't. It was just lack of communication. Not. So who was yelling in Sheldon's? I have no idea. I you can't remember. Know. I just remember. I just remember there being after the match there being some sort of commotion, and I I, I have no idea if it had anything to do with what we did. Oh, okay. I, I have no idea, but. I just remember that that was happening, and then even years later, someone talking. Maybe even Gorman brought up the story, and and I just it sucks because I feel bad that that it happened that way. I would never 
do that. I would never do that to anybody, you know, no. especially but, now, but now that were, I know. You did what you were told. Exactly. You do what you're told. You and, did what and you were told, it, you know? yeah. So, so I felt bad about that, That, but that was my, that that's was my first. That's not on you. That's not on no, you. No, I know. At I all. know. But, and uh, then... And then I wanted, was it like the next time, didn't you get your, your head, your hair cut, like buzz on the side by Brutus Beefcake? Yeah, Beefcake? yeah, we went up to um, the Marshfield, Marshfield? Yeah, Marshfield Fair. I think it was Marshfield Fair. Way the heck up there. And Kevin had the ring rental because it was right. for uh, Rocky Raymond. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah, so he, yeah. he would he would get the, he knew Kevin had the ring. and we So it's it, we went up, it was me, Kevin, Tom, and Jay. The mass janitor, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Bringing the bringing the uh, right. ring what up. What a crew! Yeah, the whole. Oh yeah, what a crew! And Kevin said to me, "Hi Jay, by the way, hello." <laughs> Miss hello you, buddy. Jay. Kevin said to me a few days before. He says, uh, "You're going to come up, and you're going to manage me." I go, "Okay." He goes, "I'm working Brutus Beefcake, and you're going to get your head cut, your hair cut." Yeah. I said, and again, you're just like you don't, you're not. At this level, when you're just starting out, you go, "Yep, okay, it sounds good." And inside, I'm like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna get my hair! I'm gonna get my haircut by Bruce Man." I've been watching this guy since I was a kid. You know what I mean? And then you get the, then then you go to the other side of it, like, "Shit, I'm gonna get my haircut." Yeah, exactly. By Bruce, you know. <laughs> right. But he was the only reason I brought that up is because he was probably the second or third guy that I worked with as a manager yeah. as well. And I had like really long hair at yeah. the time, and he yeah. just he just like he literally just took he could have ribbed me so good oh, and sure. got me right down to the scalp. Oh sure. And he oh, yeah. didn't though. He just took a little bit off the end, and he didn't get you too bad either. He yeah, didn't yeah. get me, but but he didn't get me too bad. But he still ribbed me that afternoon, and it was oh, yeah. after <laughs> after the match. I go to the back, and we were at this. It was a carnival, and so our the dressing room was like this one like trailer that that either the fairgrounds had or Rocky had or whatever. And so I'm sitting in there and the match was cool. The match was even very basic. It was crowd oh, yeah. was into it. I was sitting there. I was so proud. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm having a great time. And I feel a tap on my shoulder. Now I'm I'm sitting there. I feel a tap on my shoulder and I turn my head and there's Brutus Beefcake holding the towel in his hand that should be around his waist. <laughs> Otherwise, he's completely naked, he's and his smile. dong is right in my face, like <laughs> eye level. Like, I could just look over, and I'm doing the thing right now. for looking, It's right there. And he goes, he goes, brother, did you see me out? That was good today, brother. You see me out there, brother? Brother, I was selling. And he's, and he's thrusting his hips back and forth as the motion for him selling, and his fucking... <laughs> Gimmick is fucking going right, like in and out of my face. I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, Mr. B- that was good, Mr. Beefcake. Thank you very much. And and he goes and he gives me the smile. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turns around and I just sat there and I'm like, what in the fuck just happened? <laughs> One minute I'm out there. This is like a kid, a guy that I watched growing up, and now his fucking dick was in my face. I, I don't. <laughs> What the fuck just happened? Welcome to the wrestling Re- business, welcome kid. Welcome to the wrestling business. <laughs> totally there normal. There I am. There totally, I am. And for so, and, and the thing is too, in the wrestling business, is totally normal. You my know. other oh, of course, yeah. My other favorite, my other favorite one story from that one was Scott Ashworth, yeah. who was who was, I was about to bring him who, up too. Who was, so yeah. who was doink, doink the clown yeah. in, for New England, right? So. The, those of you listening, if you're not a wrestling fan, uh, first of all, Bruce Beefcake was a big star in the, in the 80s. And, but Dork the Clown was also a guy, he, he was literally a clown who was his journeyman wrestler, came in, and, did, and then it, it ended up 
being passed on to a bunch of other people. Yo. And then our friend, yeah. our friend got like one of the, like a really good like uh, doink yeah. costume, and he did it all he, for good money all oh, over God, New yeah. England. Oh, he, he would, he, for oh, a long yeah. time, he did it. Ash yeah, cleaned up on. But I just remember we're sitting there in in that in that trailer, and. Everyone's just getting dressed. We're all just kind of chit chat, whatever. He comes in. He's in the he's in the doink outfit, but no makeup on. He comes in. He gets a chair, folds it up, and he looks at everybody. He goes, "Doink with his makeup," and then he walks out. And we're like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> great." I was lucky enough. <laughs> I was lucky enough when I started. Now I was managing Kevin. He yeah. brought in as Kevin's manager, yeah. and I was lucky enough to probably have worked with Scott. I, I can't even tell you how many times yeah. I couldn't even tell you. And he's just it was just so fun. And you could and he turned heel. And then I was his manager yeah. for a long time. And my cue to know that we were going home, that they were about to, to, to finish the match. He would be across the ring and he'd yell across the ring at me. He'd yell across, Jonathan, we're going home. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh, it, yeah. it was just so we're going home. Oh, yeah. Yell yeah. across at me, you know, yeah. it was so great. A- Ash is the best. Like, and and I know Bessie will will like this, but it, Ash is the best. When I'm sitting there, I'm outside the ring managing. I'll put my hand in when he, and, and I'll just I'll move it back and forth. I'll move my hand back and forth so he can see it. Yeah. And he goes, and you can hear him. He go, he goes, good feed, Uncle Marshall, good feed. And then he comes and stomps on the hand, and you got to sell it and all this stuff. <laughs> so but he gets great. excited. He goes, good feed, Uncle Marshall. <laughs> we were now during my last run. Justin Tunis asked me, you know, you know, I, I name a tag team you would love to work with. You know, before you're done, and I said chunky but funky. Yeah, I, I talked about this on on the the podcast with Sunny Goodspeed. Yeah, uh, I remember. So now we just because even though we were both baby faces at the time, we just kind of did played the heel role, but not over the top. Right. And we, I remember we both fed the hand for that spot. Oh yeah. Like he stomped on your hand, I go to check on you, and I leave my hand. He stomps on the hand, yeah. and oh yeah. Then like yeah. an idiot, I call a stink face on myself. Oh and, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> tell That's the story. Huh? It's good shit. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was so fun. There was a fan around here. He comes walking up to me. It was about a week later. I was uh, on a show for Blitzkrieg in Enfield, Connecticut. Yep. Good old Enfield. Yeah. I have no gripe about that town. There's <laughs> that sarcasm again. Well, what are you going to do? I'll tell, we'll get into that later. Okay, sure. <laughs> I got some venting to do. <laughs> All right. You can do that. Absolutely. We'll, we'll give you that shot before we go into the final three segment. That's great. We can do that. I, this fan comes sheepishly walking up to me. And he's like, hi, Johnny. And I'm like, hi. He's like, I just wanted to make sure we were okay. And I'm like, okay, for what? And he goes, well, I, you know, I just, I said some things about your match last week and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he was, he, he goes, it was, it was, it was really bad. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it's it's subjective, you know. What we do is subjective, and that's fine. You think it's bad, and you know, you can't please everybody. Yeah, it was it was it was just really bad. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You didn't like the match, you know. Right. But I I blew it off, and I'm like, kind of like whatever. I go, I'm trying to sell T-shirts. Fuck off, you yeah. know what I mean? And <laughs> then I I get home that night, and I go, I'm gonna see what he says. And oh man, he like called us four people that should shouldn't be in the ring anymore, and whatever. Who is this? And so I read it, and then I'm like, you know. What? <laughs> Fuck him. Like what? You know, you know, but but whatever. At the same time, it's like, again, it's subjective. And I had a good time and I, you know, whatever it meant. It meant. And I said, I, I, I remember that night. I literally said to him, I go, that match was was really important to me. Yeah. 
Like right. to, to have that match was really important to me. Right, right. You know, right. to have been a, traveling with Marshall for so long, and then be able to to work with these guys that that helped me out so much when I right. started, that helped you out so much when you started. Right. It meant a lot. If he didn't like it, he can go fuck himself. Well, I like I like how I like how you see this a lot actually. There's there there'll be fans that post something. Like you said, he said he came up and he said, "I hope there's nothing." I hope you know. I f- uh, felt bad about it. Whatever, saying this. Then, how about this? Don't post. Don't, don't post the po- fucking thing. Yeah, right. yeah. Don't say it. Get off social media, people. Yeah. And I, I remember the, the the finish got screwed up, and that was my fault. And well, but whatever. Who cares? It was it was a good time. Right. Tell the story of when uh, you were working with. I can't remember who your partner was, but you were working with. Ashworth as Doink, and they had Robbie the Giant painted up like Dink. You know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who was my? Oh, uh, Max Bauer was. Oh, okay, I, I, was, great, Max was, Bauer, yeah. Was Max and myself that night, yeah. Great worker, Max. And, oh, he's awesome. I, we'll I, tell another, another story about him in a minute. So go ahead. Love, all the guys, when you wear your tights, usually everyone has a little extra layer underneath the tights. And, and in case you guys haven't picked up on the stories we told of Sweet Scott Ashworth in the past, he has a very distinct way of speaking. Yes, he's from the the Fall River. New Bedford area, yes. and he has a very, it's very affected, yes. you know, so, okay, yes. go ahead, on with your story. So, so, we all wear, we all wear a, uh, a layer under, under the tights, right, to kind of try to conceal everything a little bit more. has got to be more than one layer of spandex between the outside and yeah, your exactly, mushroom cap, exactly. yeah. Well, that night I forgot my extra layer, and so all I'm wearing is my red singlet, which is very, you know, th- it, it's Thin. very revealing, yes, right, so... I'm going completely commando here, and we're in the ring, and I'm circling around. We're about to lock up. I'm circling around with Ashworth, and he looks at me, and he goes, <laughs> I can see Marshall's Pekka, and then we lock up. <laughs> how do you beat that? <laughs> how, does, how do you beat that? And then the other the other funny part about that was, because our matches, when we did it, it was you got, you got me, a fat manager, uh, with a man boob hanging out on one side because yeah. I got the Andre singlet. Yeah. And you got Ashworth, who's dressed up like a clown, right? And we the whole thing was Gaga and shtick, right? So, right? so we'd always do the thing where he'd shoot me off and he'd throw a clothesline and I'd duck and I would do like a little dance or a little, you know, pose or whatever. And I'd turn around and he'd grab me by the man titty, yeah. right? Yeah. He'd always do that. So on this particular night, he he grabs it. And I'm holding on, and he just goes, he goes, powder, 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 and then throws me out by the fucking tit. <laughs> and powder means get the fuck out get of out, the ring. Right, yeah, Bounce, take yeah. a powder. You get the, get the hell out of the ring. You yeah. did that spot one time. It was you and me. We were working with Big Rick Fuller, who had a run in WCW at one point in time, yes. and his partner was Steve the Turtle Whiner, who I, I loved. <laughs> I loved Turtle. Whiner. I love Steve. He's such a great kid. I haven't seen him, but I, I, I don't know where he is or what he's doing. But Dude, I ran into him last year at the Hall of Fame ceremony, the New England Pro Wrestling Hall oh, of really? Fame ceremony. Oh, yeah. I ran into him. I walk up, hey, Steve, good to see you. He's like, hey, yeah, hi. And he kind of, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I walked away. Fifteen minutes later, he comes up. He goes, Johnny Idol, I didn't know it was you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I know I gained a little weight, buddy, but give me. Anyway, I remember we did that spot, and your timing on that was so perfect. Rick was, is a giant person, yeah. you know, and and same thing. You duck his clothes on. You did your little dance. You yeah. laugh. You turned around, and it was a pretty, I want to say it was Steve Weiner's hometown, so the place was full. Yeah, yeah. Not that it was a big room, but if you put 150 people in a small room, it sounds like a huge mob. Right, right. And Rick gets you by the titty. 
that place went insane. <laughs> it was so good. It was so funny. And oh, let's go uh, now back to Max. I remember one time I was working with Max here in in uh, Chicopee, Mass, over here. And you know we weren't he, Max. Uh, Max is a very tall. Max is probably six five, six six. Very big man. Very tall. Yeah. Great guy. Oh yeah. Great worker. Yeah. Love the guy. And we didn't call that much, but we did call this one spot where because somebody broke your croquet mallet. You used to come out with a croquet mallet yes. as your gimmick, and somebody yes. broke your croquet mallet yes. on you earlier in the night. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we can't use the croquet mallet. And then we, and then we, I don't know who came up with the idea. But came up with the thing where you weren't you, the whole match. You weren't going to pay any attention to what was going on. You're going to be so co- so concerned with taping back together your croquet mallet. With, with duct tape. With no, it wasn't even. It was athletic tape. Oh, it was that's that right. white that's athletic right, yeah. tape. Yeah. <laughs> we're outside and Max is Max is chasing me around and I'm kind of backing off slowly. You come up behind him, and it was just so great because you you pick up the croquet mallet which is barely taped together and you do this big swing and it just crumbles in your hands and Max just no sells it and just that that it, I love that match it was such a fun match but that had to be my favorite part of that match just that that those three seconds and just yeah. you like just looking at this crumbled yeah, yeah. and him just looking at you and looking I think he gave you I think he gave you a shot he gave you a pop or something yeah, I can't yeah, remember but yeah, oh yeah. so funny that was funny that it was really funny. really great yes all right, well, anything else you want to plug before we get to the second part of the show? You'd mentioned something earlier. Uh, oh, wait, I want to say, no, I have another question for you. What was your first wrestling match where you were actually wrestling, you weren't just managing? It was a battle royal for... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Yeah, 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 for um, big-time wrestling, Terry Allen okay. in Chicopee, right? Yep. And this night, this was like this was like maybe my third or fourth show that I that I did event that I did right right and I had there was a bunch of guys a bunch of guys, like 20 people from work coming to see this thing right and so first of all all the guys from work they went over to my, my buddy Stu's house right after work had happy hour there ordered some pizzas yeah then they went to um what's the brewery in Holyoke you walk up paper city yeah, paper gone, city yeah. brewery it's Is gone it, now yeah oh it's gone oh that's what? what happens when you serve shit beer. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh boy. <laughs> they went to Paper City Brewery, had free beer Friday, which was like you paid like ten bucks to get in, you get a cup, you can all the beer you can drink, and then they give you a four pack on the way out. Then they come to the show where where the bar there's the bar and there's cheap I mean bar. all these guys are shit faced. It was at a huge Knights of Columbus. Yes. Huge. Yeah, the one like, in Chicopee on Memorial our, Drive. Yeah. Castle of Kings, actually, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a huge place. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, they are they are fucking trashed, right? So I come out, they're booing me, they're all this shit, right? Anything that <laughs> any any anything that the guys did, if it was like, you know, they they, they take them down, the, the guy takes them down, uh, uh, his hands around uh, the other guy's waist, they're like, that looks gay, that looks. Gay. I mean, they're just like going fucking crazy, right? <laughs> right. So they only knew that I was gonna be managing that night, and I only thought right. I was gonna be right. doing that. And then Kevin. Because he was kind of helping Terry put the thing together, puts me in the battle royal right. that night, right? Right. So I come out and everyone was everyone. They're like, "Oh, what's this ass?" You know, booing me and all this shit, right? And Kevin said to me, "They had the list. They had the list of the the um, order in which you're going to be thrown out." And he said, "Just look for the person that's going to be thrown out in front of you. Watch for them to go out, and then you know that it's your time, right?" And he said, "Find someone." That you trust <laughs> to throw you out, right? Well, the only uh, other let me person. Let just add really quick. Let me just add really quick. This, 
you're not going to be getting involved in a match or a battle royal yeah, until right. you have worked really hard and learned how to be thrown out over the top rope. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Onwards, sir. Uh, so the only person that I really know and trust in the match is Johnny Idol. Ta-da! So, so, <laughs> so I see who went over before. Oh, it was, it was um, Holyoke Joe. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Gross. He, he was the one going out before me. And so I watched for Joe to go over. If you guys want to know who Holyoke Joe is, go on and just go on on Google and do a Google search for terrible Hulk Hogan back tattoo. Yeah. And he's yeah. the he's the <laughs> he's the fat slob with the huge Hulk Hogan tattoo on his back. <laughs> who who was promised if you get this full back Hulk Hogan tattoo is promised by Bubba the Love Sponge if you get this huge uh, Hulk Hogan tattoo covering your entire back. You'll get a day out on Hulk Hogan's boat with him, and and that right. never happened. Right. So right. okay. Right. Go, please. Sorry. So, I see him go over, and I said, "Okay, it's my time." So I went over to John, and John goes, "Is it your time to go?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, he grabs me by the head and by the tights, and he says, "This is me, by the way, guys." Yeah, this yeah. is John. He says, "Good luck, brother," and he throws me, and I hit the top two ropes, and I bounce back into the ring. <laughs> When the object is to be thrown over the top rope and onto the floor. Just, it's like, it was like, you ever see that video? There's a video <laughs> of a kid. There's a video of a kid who runs across a room and he jumps and he like, does like a, a, a there's this flat body splash up against the wall. Like that's a boom and it yeah. stops dead. Well, that's what you did against right, the ropes. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So I bounce back in. I fall on the mat. The, the other guy, in the, the, another guy in the match, uh, Jose Perez. And John goes, Jose, get over here. <laughs> Jose Perez and John pick me up, both pick me up, and John goes, "You big lump of shit, go!" And they chuck me over the top rope, and I <laughs> completely missed the rope. I you bullshit! Fall. Absolutely not true. I grabbed not, it. I barely. I barely. You grabbed it. Don't give me that I shit. I barely. I'm ass not over tea kettle. I fucking land on my ass. <laughs> Crowd's like, wah, 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 wah. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That was my first. That was my first match in the Oh, uh, you're welcome. Uh, That's great. But that was, you know, Battle Royals, I mean, they kind of count as your first match, but oh, yeah. Battle Royals are all just, you know, they're kind of, you're in there and you're throwing punches. And all I ever did in a Battle Royal was find somebody I know and just right. work around with them, mm. you know, because there's so many... Well, I hate to say it, but there's so many people who that's their first experience in a ring, and they're yeah. some of them don't listen. Yeah. Don't yeah. leave your feet. Stay on your feet, exactly. and it's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So I would just find somebody like you and, yeah. and just find them and just, just work around there. with them. And I think I think my the next one that I did was the tag match with Fuller and Weiner and you and I. Really? I think that was my I think that was my first outside match. of a battle royal. That's battle your first, royal. Your first I think that match. was my first. Yeah, I that think so. If I think about it, if I think back, on I know it, yeah. it was one of the early ones. Yeah. You know, and I remember, I remember Rick saying, "You know, don't turn around too soon. L- wait for me." Right. I go, "Dude, don't worry. Right. It's gonna be fine." And, and sure enough, the timing was perfect on it. It was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Oh gosh! So All right, there we go. I'm on my third beer. Uh, yeah, I have a really good one that I want you to try after okay, this too. Yeah. We're gonna well, when like we finish I'm gonna up. turn down beer. I know, right? Yeah. It's really good. It's uh, huh? Yeah, it's it, it's an IPA from Skyline Beer Company up in oh. Westfield, Mass. And, oh, cool. and Jeremy Leary actually got together with with them and, and came up with the 
with the oh, recipe. Really? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Our friend Jeremy Leary, nice. uh, Dirt Dog Jeremy Leary, is yeah. a wrestler. Yeah. Nice. He All runs right. Blitzkrieg awesome. Pro Wrestling yeah. in, in Enfield. Yeah, it's good. It's, cool. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's called Escape. It's like a pina colada IPA. It's delicious. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to love that it. That sounds good. Uh, it's a milkshake IPA. Super, super nice. smooth. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get to the second part of the show? No, no. You said something about Enfield, Connecticut, no? Oh, oh Christ! Don't get me started. Okay. No, no, but so no, it's it's all we're in trying times here, John, and you know, I mean, my God, people, <laughs> there's COVID and there's riots and everything like that, and my bitch to the town of Enfield is they won't give me a permit to put my above ground pool in my backyard. So fuck them. They're really not letting you put your pool in. Was the pool guy coming? Oh my like, God! Wasn't so, he coming like this week? He's supposed to. Well, he's supposed to be coming. So I got two problems. First of all, the pool company. Sold us the pool. Then they said they were like, "Ah, oh, the pool's in stock, right?" All this, all this happy horseshit at the beginning of fucking COVID, right? Pool's in stock. Ah, it's back ordered, right? Of course. Uh, of course. So then the town comes out and they're looking at my property and they're saying, "Yeah, I don't think this will be a problem because we're right, we're right along the um, line of." Uh, these uh, woods in Enfield called Powder Hollow. We're, it's my backyard. Right. And they really came out to look at the, uh, so it didn't interrupt the wildlife and all right, that, right, right. all the stuff down there. So I mentioned to the guy, I said to him, look, there's another problem here. If you look at the picture that you have of the property, so by the way, my sister and brother-in-law live right next door, yeah. live right next door on the east part of the property. On the, all one, on the compound. On the compound. On the McNeil all, compound. It's all one big property that was my great-grandmother's old farm. They live right next door. Their property line is going right through the center of my goddamn garage. Right? And the guy says to me, the guy says to me, I go, I mentioned that to him. I go, this is a problem. He goes, well, you know. Those aren't entirely accurate, and I want—I wanted to say, well, no shit. You got, why would you give me a permit for a garage when it's going right through the center of my sister and brother-in-law's property? Right, right, right. right. And now, so that was—that was close to 20 years ago. We built the garage, right? Now, all of a sudden, when we want to put a pool in right behind the garage, now it's a problem. Now it's a fucking problem. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's—it's it's such horseshit. So I—we I unleash the dogs. That be my. Uh, Brother-in-law, shout out to my brother-in-law Craig Frost, who does not give a shit about who he says what to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, loves loves this stuff, being a dick to everybody. I love him, but he does he's love being. A, oh, he's, he's great. a great but he, guy. He loves being a dick to everybody. So he's called the town. He's emailed the town. I want a meeting tomorrow. I want this. I want that. Right. Then he's calling Namco, going, "Where's the goddamn pool?" I will go to the CEO of the company if I need to. This and that. Oh, and but don't thing. deliver the pool yet because we don't have the permit. So. Oh sure, yeah, right. <laughs> meanwhile, I already. They, meanwhile, the, the town gave me the electrical permit to dig and lay electrical wire down for something that I don't even fucking have yet. Okay. <laughs> well, we're running into a little bit of that now because you know we're working on our property up in Beckett, Massachusetts. We're working on oh, the yeah. property, yeah. and it's our property is literally it's only a quarter acre. It's not a large piece of property, but it's it's um, backed to town property which is woods yeah because they don't want anybody building right. right there on route 20 out that right. way right right but they have because it's a like a private area okay they have these really crazy ordinances for property lines empty lot next to us yeah on both sides yeah okay yeah. and we have to if we wanted to build a garage we have to stay 20 feet away from the property line we only have like 30. 
yeah, so yeah. like what you know it's so uh, it's it's a whole we're, we're going through similar things but yeah, it's yeah. whatever who cares it's yeah. going to be awesome anyway yeah, yeah can't wait to have you up there it's gonna yeah. be great I'll, I'll, i would love to come up there and you right. guys to the pool too oh yeah it's we're gonna have a good time yeah sure yeah all right guys you know the deal we have one constant on this podcast and we call it the final three pew 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 pew, pew. All right, these are the same three questions that we ask every guest on the podcast. You, you, you've, you've listened, though, right? Well, I, yeah, I listened to... Uh, the Sunny episode. The yeah. Sunny Goodspeed yeah. episode. Yeah. I haven't heard anything else. Right, that's okay. Oh, no, that's totally <laughs> I'm fine. Sorry. No, i got to no. go back and listen to no, it no, retroactively. you're busy with your bat mitzvahs and family reunions family and whatnot. Re- yeah, exactly. And quinceaneras and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. I, oh, Christ, I'm late for it. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally looking at his watch yeah. like you guys can like see he, him. Like you can see. What yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. moron. Question number one, how do you take your coffee? Like I take my man, black. <laughs> Ba-dum-ps. Ah. Yeah, really, black coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. so I, I okay, you, you are literally like the fifth person on here at least. That said, they take the coffee black. Oh yeah. So, and I in the beginning, I was like, "You guys are psychopaths." I must be the psychopath. It's like I am clearly the odd one out here. I, I, you know, it was just like there's so much like like I'm a health nut. I mean, fucking Christ, look <laughs> at me. But it was like it was one way I could reduce something. Something that's fucking terrible. Look at you take the me. cream and sugar out of your coffee. You can drink more beers. Oh yeah, yeah, heck yeah that's the way I saw it. <laughs> but no, I just I, I just stopped doing it one day and I got used to it. Are you an everyday coffee drinker? Yep. Yeah. I have two or three cups in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it, right? Oh yeah. Every, oh, yeah. Even when you're not working, like at home too? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, me yeah. too. You gotta wake you gotta wake the fuck up and Oh yeah. Uh, well, I've gotten to the point now where just that even just having that cup. Yeah. When I would even when we were traveling for wrestling, half the time I wouldn't even drink the whole coffee. I would want to stop on the way home. Well, usually on the way there, I'd have a coffee on the way there, and on the way home, I'd want to... There's something very comforting to me to have that warm cup of coffee oh, yeah. in my hand, yep. you know, e- when even, you're traveling. Even if it's a cup of decaf, like, Ugh. later at night or whatever, I like you know. like decaf about as much as I like a fat-free Twinkie. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. <laughs> Non-alcoholic beer. Fuck it all. I don't want it in my life. Get rid of it. <laughs> I don't want it. All right. What is uh, question number two? What is the last movie you saw, either at home or in the theaters? And without any spoilers, do you have any thoughts? It's gonna be something fucking Star Wars. I know. Uh, it. No, no, it's not. It was one of the Marvel movies, and I'm trying to think which one. It may have been the first Avengers. So I never. So wow. Okay. Well, how so, about at home? You watch a movie at home. That that's what I'm saying. That okay. was that was the movie at home because oh, okay. I have um I have the uh, Disney Plus. App, oh, okay. Right, and that's a Disney thing. Marvel's a Disney thing now, and so I never saw any of those because I got so fucking fed up. Like I I think the la- the last superhero movies I had seen were were the last Batman's. The one with the last one I saw was the one with Bane okay, in it, yeah. the Dark yeah. Knight. Yeah. Whatever those. Yeah. And then and then they fucking remade. Spider-Man like three fucking times yeah, yeah, in a year, and, sp- I and I was reboot. like, "This is horseshit. I don't, I don't fucking care." Uh, but then, I got the Disney Plus app, and my brother-in-law with my nieces, they started watching all those movies, and they were like, "Oh, they were like, these are great. This is my favorite one. I love this one." And I was like, "They're like, have you seen?" I said, "I've never seen them." And and then I got the Disney Plus app because I got Verizon. I got it free for a year. I was like, well, I'll start watching them. So I'm I'm only a few, maybe about halfway through. And I think the last one that I watched was the Avengers, the first Avengers. Wow. So no yeah. thoughts. All right. Yeah, You're not but, a big movie guy, huh? No, no. Well, well. I you mean going to the movies, like well, actually just watching out? movies in general. Well, I no, I like watching movies. I just I 
I get like busy and I just it yeah, yeah, slips, yeah. you know what I mean. So I'll 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 continue watching them, but it's been it's been a couple months since I watched that movie. I w- watched any of those, but okay. But actually, going out to the movies, no. I mean, it, last time I went out to the movies, you're right. The last one I saw was the last Star Wars movie in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I figured. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Rise of Skywalker or whatever it was. Yeah. But no, it just I run out of time and I right. just forget to right. watch them. But I mean, you asked me what I thought about it, so. I th- I've I've enjoyed all of these Marvel they're movies, great. Oh, they're great. all of them. Yeah. and I love how they all tie into each other, and then like later yeah. you come back and you're like, holy shit, that happened, you know, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like they all kind of tie into each other like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and they're like the winners in the category of the the post credit scene, yeah. like really quick. And yeah. they did they did a really good job. Yeah, they like, did. tied them in, and it, it really and the special effects are amazing. Yeah. All the CGI yeah. incredible. Okay, cool. Uh, question number three is: Do you have a local small business that you are not directly affiliated with? Who would you like? You would like to give a plug? Oh hell yeah! You're looking at it right here. I knew it, man. You're looking at it right here. Powder Hollow Brewery, yep, Enfield, Connecticut. Check them out. I'm drinking the Strawberry Fields beer. It's really good. Check them out if you're down in uh, uh, Enfield. Enfield, Connecticut. Enfield, yep. Connecticut. I'll I will typically be there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not there now because I'm here. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be just, there. If you walk in, if you don't know what Marshall looks like, just walk in. Look for the guy sitting at the bar that sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's him. That's him. Yeah. I walk. I walk in and they and they yell Norm when I come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's we. Great. Uh, well, uh, what a great place. You know, I started going there. Uh, well, they've been open for uh, five, six years now. Yeah, I started right. Going right. right at the beginning. And I got to know the owner, Mike McManus. Great guy. Great kid. He's a great kid. Love him. He's um, like 12 and, you know, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's very youthful for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Um, a great family too. I mean. Oh, the, the yeah. whole family. Oh, yeah. The whole family. His father, his mother, his sister, brother-in-law, the, their kid. It just his wife. His wife's a sweetheart. Yeah. And um, I just started going there. And I would go there and at the beginning. I kind of I, I went there with my brother-in-law a couple times. I went by myself and just kind of hung out, started talking to people. Next thing you know, we got about a group of uh, fucking like twenty of us that are yeah. all really good friends. Went went to Mike and his wife uh, Nare's wedding down in Jamaica. In Jamaica, yeah, like three years ago. Yeah, it's just been, it's just a cool spot. It, it's, it's a really cool spot. It cool really vibe. Is, yeah, uh, uh, cool vibe. Really awesome people, yeah. and it, it's really really cool. It's like Cheers down there. I mean, it really. Yeah. If you guys aren't listening, if you guys aren't into the the micro brewery scene, I can just say this: it's a totally different vibe than going out to bars. Yeah. It's uh, everybody. There's there's no place for shitheads. Like yes. it's all really really cool, and I know That's it doesn't right. sound right, but like shitheads, you're not welcome. Not here, don't come right. here looking for trouble. Right. You know what I mean? It's a very cool vibe. People just want to sit down and exactly. enjoy a good beer. And Powder Hollow is no exception. Exactly. I, and, and the atmosphere is awesome and yep. it, it really cool. There's no there's no far. Uh, no farts. farts. No, there's no a lot farts. of farts. Yeah. <laughs> You're a regular there. No there's plenty fart. of farts. No fight. No fights like there are at bars. No, right, right. You know, like things like that. I've no never one's seen getting... trouble in a brewery, exactly. and I go to plenty, and I play in plenty. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my plug. Powder Hollow Brewery, Enfield, Connecticut. Check them out. Great place. Great yep. beer. Yep. Great people. Now their tap room isn't open right now, right? No, they're open. Oh, okay. Yeah. All they're right. open. No. So so yeah. In um, phase one. This is Connecticut Phase One. They opened uh, outdoor dining and everything, and Mike closed out for the most part. Closed out access to the back parking lot, and people were he put up picnic tables there. People come 
come out and set up their chairs and all yeah. that stuff, right? And then in phase two, now in Connecticut, we can have, I think it's up to 50 people indoors okay. or something something like that. I can't remember. but That's scary. So, so it's indoors and it's outdoors, you know. Cool. I, I will say everyone's been, but even though it's indoors, everyone's been spaced out pretty well. Indoors and outdoors. Everyone's been really keeping their distance. People come in and wear their masks. Okay. Get their stuff. Sit down. That's when they take, you know, you can take your mask and drink and have whatever. Same yeah. with, like, the restaurants, you know. Right. And, you know, I, I do have to admit, and if you look at the statistics right now, the state of Connecticut is one of the lowest. Right. You know, they, I think they've done a really good job. Now, I do, I don't think, we're, we're definitely not out of the water yet. No, not at all. And uh, there's probably going to be another wave of this. But oh, yeah. You know, we'll we'll see what Let's happens. Let's hope not. Let's yeah. hope not. But fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, I'm holding out optimism. But at the same time, during this time, I've really enjoyed because staying at home with and and my my family, my my sister and brother in law and their kids live right next door. That was our social uh, experience for right. yeah. three months. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one was going anywhere, so we all knew that we were safe. Right. And we all we all just hung around each other, the, yeah. the family and. A lot of good nights, and it really makes you appreciate. It does, uh, right? What, what you have. We you know were just I mean? talking about that earlier today. Like, just I mean, I have a, I have a really, I have a bad habit of when we have nothing to do, I find something for us to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's go see because I, I know so many people who are in the entertainment industry that I'm always wanting to go. Yeah. You know, and go see because I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you got to support each other and something like that. Absolutely. But at the same time, we can fucking stay home and watch a movie and, you know, Absolute, whatever, absolutely. you know. So. so if that's the one, po- you know, if there was anything you could say that's positive, that's uh, that's one of the positive things yeah. that's 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 come out of this. Right. You know? so, cool, man. Well, great. So. Uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to say really quick, I so appreciated you being such a big part of my final year in wrestling. I I know it was just independent wrestling. I didn't take it farther than that, and and but still, I did it for well over twenty years, and it was a huge part of my life. The only two things I ever wanted to do were was be a professional wrestler and a professional musician. So that meant a real lot to me that you were a big part of my final year, and and we worked it out so that you were the person who counted the final three on yes. my wrestling career, and it yes. meant so much to me to have you in there. So I just wanted to say thank you very much for that. Well, thank you very much. It was uh, an honor to. Uh be associated with you in wrestling Thank for you. all these years your manager your partner you were my manager you were yep. you know we, we we worked against each other and um you know i i'll say that uh, you're one of my closest friends uh not just in the wrestling business but even outside the wrestling Thank business you. it means the I same appreci- here i appreciate your friendship and thanks for all you've done for me and oh, always th- thanks for all you've done for all the guys that are in uh the wrestling uh in New England. Too. Thanks, man. It's not going to stop. I'll do yeah. what I can. Awesome. You know, so awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget. Hey, can we can we do this again sometime? Uh, whenever you want. I would like to do this. Yes, we can yeah, do this fun. whenever you want, man. It's yeah, a good it's time. Fun. I would love to have you back on and we'll we, we can pick a different topic or something. We can, Sure. We'll play a game, yeah. We'll play a game. Yeah, we do we if you listen to the ones that the chit chat episodes with Bessie, they're games and we pick a topic and just kind of go and have fun with it. So Sounds um, good. Please don't forget to subscribe to Idle Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Pocket Casts, and Podcast Addict. And don't forget to like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Idle Chat Podcast. Thank you so much for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I have nothing, so don't try to uh, follow me on anything. I don't do that shit. (laughs) Uh, Bundle of joy. Ah, Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) 